Welcome to Highway Diary. I'm your host, Eric Hollerbach. This is episode 362 with, uh, for the second time, I have two guests, Ben Fulford and Charlie Robinson. How are you guys doing? Fantastic, Eric. How are you doing? I'm all right. I don't know. I'm getting depressed. We were talking earlier that I, I go around, I'm doing comedy and none of the other comics know anything. I used to think that comedy was a real uh, vehicle of truth you know, just like a way to get truth out there. And nobody knows anything. And I'm getting very frustrated. Um, so that old adage, many a true word is spoken in jest doesn't work anymore in the West. Well, when people, oh my God, even like I, walk, I did a walk before this and I saw on the someone's lawn, someone had a sign that said, trust the science, you know, this psychological operation, this psychological operation. And, and I just look inside, I go, everyone there is going to die. I don't know. I, I'm living in a, I was just in a socialist country. I just got back from uh, Germany and I realized something about Germany and socialist countries like Canada is that um, it is, I've been also, I have this joke about Stockholm syndrome. Now the problem, now in Socialist countries, they kind of take care of their people. So if you fall off your bicycle and your elbow goes backward, you go in the hospital and you leave with a mended elbow and not a bill for $40,000 like in the United States. So the government kind of takes care of their people. And so when the vaccination came in and you've been taking care of your government, like, uh, you know, like Stockholm syndrome, then you, they've like actually earned their trust. But in America, it's fascinating to me that like, what more disdain do you have from your country that you get cancer, brain cancer, and they give you a, a two weeks to live and $70,000 bill? It's just like, it's malicious, so. We have a warped relationship with the pharmaceutical industry, the medical industry inside America, where they are the least trustworthy people. They're all convicted felons. And all the major corporations have all been found guilty in courts of fraud and faking drug trials and all sorts of things. If you look and, at the history, it goes back to the Rockefeller family, the Rockefeller Foundation. They, they kind of took over uh, the medical industry and turned it into the monster it, is, it has become. You know, there's no doubt. That's, the history is well known. They, they, they you know. Uh, for example, they put three thousand doctors in jail uh, to to force them to stop using um, marijuana-derived medicine, things like that. Yeah. Um, and I, the most insane part of the whole trip is we took a train uh, from Austria. We went down to Innsbruck, Austria, and back to Munich. And it, when we were in Austria, we didn't have to wear masks on this train, right? When we hit the German border, everyone had to put masks on. It's like, what are we doing here? The 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 virus is border specific. Come on, you don't you guys don't know this is theater. And I think that if humans, if it was medically advantageous to wear have a face mask, everyone would have some kind of foreskin hanging from their face. I think we would evolve this way. What are we doing? Well, the good thing is. You know, they, they've used up their last credit, okay? If you look at it from an Eastern perspective, right? The West had a lot going for it, and it, it got used up. They, they, they used to promote democracy and human rights. Then they stopped being democratic. They started ignoring human rights. Uh, then they had this incredible economic power, and that was falling apart. So what did they have left? They had all the hundreds of years of credibility that Western medicine had built up, and they and they blew it. And, uh, you know, 
they lost credibility there too now. So they're really, uh, they've run out of um, any soft power vis-a-vis uh, -vis the rest of the world now that they've completely exposed the Western me uh, medical industry as having been taken over by criminals. Um, so <clears throat> so uh, there's this comic called Artie Lang and he had a real problem with heroin. And this is just an analogy for America where he would pay one person to be a sober buddy. Make sure I don't do heroin, right? But that guy had hours and he had a different hotel room. He was in the hotel room next to him. And then as soon as he would go in a hotel room, he would run down to the alleyway to go score heroin. So he would pay one guy to keep him off heroin and he would pay his other drug dealer to do the thing. And um, there's this, uh, like on one hand, you have all these brainwashed, hypnotized people and they're like, you know, we have our convictions, we have our convictions. And then the son is uploading his sex films to the dark net. And um, I just want to play this clip. So it's like you have, they're paying, America's paying the darkest aspect. And there's this music video got by a guy called Sideshow Bob on YouTube. I'm just gonna play a real quick clip. This is so funny. Now I got 50k a month in my pocket for the director's charisma. I'm smashing my dead brother's widow and fighting me to strip up. But nothing is better than crack cocaine when you're rich and famous in the Ukraine. Cocaine in the Ukraine. Cocaine in the Ukraine. Cocaine in the Ukraine. Cocaine straight to the brain. So, but then there's other, there's good guys out there. You know, there is a good guy called Robert David Steele, who broke bad on, on the establishment that took them. And um, I have a question, Ben, because you said this on the Mel Kay show, and it really, it sparked my ear. So I'm just going to play Ben Fulford on Mel Kay. You said uh, this. I, I played a role because I was asked to find people in the Western intelligence community who agreed that, you know, a plan to kill 90% of humanity was the same, and most of us agreed. So, so in the Western intelligence community, most of us agreed. Most of us. Who's the us? Are you part of the Western intelligence apparatus? I, I am part of an informal network of people, you know, uh, who, who believe that the current system is hopelessly corrupt and, and needs to be radically overhauled. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, it's, it's an informal network. But I do have real live uh, Russian FSB uh, CIA, NSA, MI6, et cetera, type contacts. And we, you know, we, we, we communicate every week. It, it just seems like the government is very schizophrenic. They have people on both trying to keep them good. They have tr people trying to keep them bad. Um, I also wonder about this because before she died, you were uh, very much into Queen Elizabeth. You said she's a nice lady. Um, but she's like a generational Satanist and she's like uh, an heir to the throne based on Vlad the Impaler, Dracula, who sought to extend his life with, with blood vampirism, literal blood vampirism. And, you know, you keep championing the topic of life extension and anti-aging, but the chain of custody of the anti-aging topic is always this sort of vampirism. And there's this guy called Peter Nygaard uh, who wanted a bunch of clones of himself to harvest uh, their blood for his uh, life extension. So I just want to play this. This is Alex Jones talking about Peter Nygaard. These beautiful black women sitting around with Peter Nygaard or Epstein and the rest of them. And I told you Epstein was involved in human cloning. And they were cloning humans 
to then suck all their blood out and suck all their stem cells out and inject themselves and the very best clones, the very best stem cells come from your baby or your clone. So they were taking people's genetics and they claim in their studies, injecting into black women's eggs and the black women's eggs were the best that should create a human, which then the woman would grow in her womb and then Peter Nygaard would suck the blood out of and the stem cells out of and inject in his ass and George Herbert Walker Bush and Obama and all of them went to Nygaard's facility and reportedly had this done. And here's what's frustrating. That's on record. That they did that. This isn't just about raping little kids, folks. This is about creating <coughs> clones, growing them in women, and then sucking those babies dry for these vampires. They don't drink the blood of a baby like the archetypal Count Dracula or Nosferatu in your bedroom at night. So they don't they don't drink baby's blood, but now there's more of a technocratic way to do this. So right, but you're, you're mixing different things, okay? Look, let's talk about Queen Elizabeth. She she, she comes from the a line of the merchants of Venice, which is Venice is Venice is the Phoenicians, okay? They're the Carthaginians. And they did practice child sacrifice since ancient times. This is well recorded. And she was part of that cult, and they did do that. They had human sacrifices at Balmoral Castle. I know this from her own cousin. Uh, however, you know, she was born into that cult. But otherwise, if you look at her record over 70 years, um, she, she was the, the leading the faction in the elite that was tr that successfully stopped the plan by the Bush clan to kill 90% of humanity. And they had the entire Bush clan executed. And she didn't do this, you know, uh, the stuff you're talking about, drinking blood for rejuvenation okay this is an ancient uh cultural practice that should not continue but did but if you look at the overall record uh it's a different story with her she was within that elite but she did fight against the plan to kill 90 percent of humanity and that's why and and she supported a lot of good things and i was in direct contact with her i know she was a good lady but how can you say this because it seems like if if you do a spiritual practice of eating babies to I don't know it's just like a just a little holiday thing but then overall she's a good lady I mean this 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 is a ritualistic removal of your your karmic good and your like angelic protection and so that you you know they, they... you know there's a balance okay of on one hand she did participate in the, uh, these rituals on the other hand she's helped save billions of lives you know and um, uh, I think that it now it's up to God to judge her, but I think history, despite this, will judge her well. And, and uh, she actually confessed to this practice and asked for forgiveness. And I think that in the Christian tradition, she should be forgiven, given all the rest that she's done. What do you think about this, Mr. Uh, uh, Robinson? Well, I mean, I have a I have a problem with the uh, Kamloops Canadian kids going missing with her and um and philip um i had kevin annett on talking about that and his witness to that who turned up dead at some point so i'm uh i'm never going to be on board with the 
monarchy in any way, <laughs> but um, the, the, you know, I mean, she, she didn't look, she doesn't have the sort of um, background or the baggage that say Prince Philip or Prince Andrew or Charles or, you know, every month. But, you know, when you allow Jimmy Savile full reign of the castle <laughs> and you allow him to, to sort of, uh, you know, be the go-to the in-between between Charles and Diana when they're having marital problems, mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, and everybody knew who Savile was, and this goes on for four decades. You know, it, it at the very least, she's guilty of having bad company. Um, but I don't think that that happens accidentally. I think these people are procurers of children for the powerful and for whatever reasons, whether it's ritualistic sacrifice or you're at Dolphin Square uh, raping kids or whatever whatever the, the plan is, Um being involved in that, I think, is uh, an odd. In my opinion, it's an automatic disqualification, and that you don't get to do all that and then say I'm sorry at the end and everything is fine. I I appreciate the fact that that some people's religion allows them that ability for forgiveness, and maybe I can, maybe I should evolve to the point where I, I'm willing to be forgiveful of 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 people like that. But I I I just I'm not. Okay, and well, it, it, with regard to Peter Nygaard, real fast, you know, one of the things that he had in common with Epstein and Trump so is is that 727, those airplanes with the rear deploying staircase make me very nervous because you can deploy them as long as you're below 10,000 feet of altitude and it won't depressurize the cabin and you can throw things out of them. So I wonder if, um, you know, if he was doing other things. To, I mean, I suppose if you're growing kids somewhere, <clears throat> throwing them out of the out of an out of the back of an airplane is is sort of the least of your concerns, I suppose. But uh, I wonder if anyone is. Uh, I didn't know about this uh, this hatchery situation with Nygaard. I'd heard about it with Epstein, but didn't know anything about it with Peter Nygaard. I thought he was just a tacky fashion co- develop designer and. Uh, rapist general run-of-the-mill rapist i didn't know he was had devolved into mad scientist as well um but yeah that's where this life extension always goes and like you know you can you can extend your life with a glass of red wine with what's that red demisvir that that uh there's a i don't know some chemical in red wine that's like an antioxidant or whatever like there's ways to do it but the to get Hey, look, I'm into life extension. I don't want to, you know, I want to live a long time, but I do it through, you know, uh, natural supplements and vitamins and stuff. You know, you don't have to uh, harvest adrenochrome from babies to to try to live longer, you know. Uh, But yeah, the, the thing is, we have this elite who's in power, who have these dark secrets that they were compromised with. But I think the the big issue now is what do we do next okay all right so they we have we got taken over by these criminals they're still very powerful uh they're hyper intelligent do we uh have a truth and reconciliation and and forgive some of them so that we can keep running the planet or what are we going to do i mean i think we need to think about what to do next and uh it's not going to be just about revenge it's also going to be about how we uh manage this planet how we go into the future and right now, the West is kind of paralyzed by an internal war, and, and China is charging ahead and leaving us in the dust, and this can't continue, or we all end up having to become Chinese servants, you know? 
seems like what their their strategy is is doing all these soft disclosures. So like if they're 10 years into the agency and they realize that these things are going awful, then they'll try to softly disclose things, softly disclose things or whatever. And it's like 10 years after the the crime against humanity has happened. So that's their so the wheel of justice is like 20 years. I mean, we're still not we're 21 years away from 9-11 and Larry Silverstein is still enjoying his double insurance claim. But I mean, I'm very much of an advocate of a wood chipper on the White House lawn. I've said that for a while, you know, um, it's, I don't know. So that's my uh, maybe my different approach. You know, they, 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 they're like, oh, we're low on army recruitment. So let's put out Top Gun movie. It's like, how about don't commit crimes against humanity? You know, so we're like, you know, now we need soldiers to go in, bust into D.C. and do the right thing. But they're all vaccinated and, uh, you know, and and, uh, humiliated from Vietnam and from Operation Iraqi Genocide. And and so it's just it's such a mess. So uh, I don't know, emergency broadcast system to announce the wood chipper. I mean, that's my solution. What about you, Charlie? I don't know. Well, you know, whether it's. JFK, 9-11, COVID, or whatever comes in the future, you know, all of these major events have a component that where the media is driving this getaway car. And they're so essential for framing the narrative, telling everybody who to be afraid of, hammering that over and over again, silencing any sort of dissent, whipping us up into frenzy over fear of invisible things like invisible terrorists that are just around the corner going to get us or invisible viruses that are around the other corner that they're going to get us. And they just want to keep us destabilized. So I look, I blame, you know, I blame obviously the government and these people that are in positions of power, but they're puppets of being controlled by people beyond our view. But if we want to get real specific about who needs to be dealt with immediately, it's the mainstream media, too, because none of these things get the traction that they have without this assistance, without the echo chamber, without them um, humiliating people, trying to humiliate people that, that, that go against this narrative and, and it, you know, creating this echo chamber where something as insane as when are we going to invade Iran is thrown out today on the nightly news, let's just say. And we go, oh, that's crazy. They'll never do that. That would be, you know, that would be nuts for us to do that. And then you let the, and then the media does their thing of just hammering and hammering and hammering on this topic over and over again. And then we get a couple months down the line and all of a sudden, instead of people saying, this is crazy, it'll never happen. They're going, well, maybe we should do it next Thursday. Or maybe the Thursday after that we should invade. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, how'd you get that far? And the answer is the media. The media- worked on people all right but but maybe you didn't notice that uh, recent poll i think it was the new york times that showed that 83 percent of americans think the media is a threat to democracy that means Good. that people have woken up to the, the 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 propaganda they don't believe it anymore you know for 30 years they were saying uh iran's gonna get a nuke in a few months we gotta invade them and and, and you know it, it it's broken it's dysfunctional and more to the point it, you know you're talking about hidden people. Well, they're not hidden. Okay, I forensically identified them. There, there is, for example, the Rockefeller family. Their foundations. They control fifteen trillion dollars. Uh, most of the Fortune five hundred companies, the UN, the BIS, the World Bank. Uh, you know, I'm saying let's arrest these people. Let's confiscate the money they stole through central bank fraud. Let's give it back to the people. 
uh, and then we can break up their media monopolies and force the press to tell the truth or else go to jail, you know? Uh, there's a lot of things that, that uh, can and should be done, and we have specific actionable intelligence. I've been telling, you know, the um, people in the intelligence community, and I'll give you, you know, and it's working. For example, the Japanese military intelligence told me that the head of the Council on Foreign Relations, Richard Haas, was involved in the murder of former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. And guess what? I, I point this out, and suddenly he announced his resignation. And you watch, we're going to get Henry Kissinger, we're going to put him in jail, and we're going to confiscate these bastards' stolen money and give it back to the American people. Good. You watch I, and see. I hope so. I hope so. When I say out of the view, I mean out of the view of the general public. I, we know who they are. We watch. We know what the what's going on with the with these multi generational crime families. And um, and and we've we've you you've I've been reading your God. I've been reading your work for so long. I mean, you've been right over the target on this for at least a decade, if not two. So uh, we know that they're identifiable. It's just, is there an appetite? Is there an appetite for well, for people to want to take that next step? Because if you do it wrong, <laughs> they will come and get the people that tried to uh, yeah. arrest them and put them away. So. Sure, I mean, look, I personally survived, I don't know how many murder attempts and stuff, but right now the entire planet is waking up. If you look at the uh, outside of the West, you'll see that right now, you have the Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Brazil, Africa, uh, Turkey, India, China, Russia. They're all saying, you know, no. And they're cutting them off their money. Then that's why you're running out of oil. Uh, you're not being able to buy stuff with your fake dollars. And so the entire planet is helping drain the swamp because, you know, the 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 top of the West was the swamp, you know, and they weren't going to drain themselves. And that's what's happening now. Well, they'll get a CBDC soon. Um, Carrie Cassidy said, uh, now she has uh, written an article about you, Ben. That's the main thing I want to talk about. Uh, you've never responded to her article. I have a good portion of that uh, in my show notes. Um, she said that she had an interview with this lady who identified herself as Aaron Rothschild, who said something very interesting. And YouTube has scrubbed this interview. I can't find it anymore. But she said this, um, that her brother is still working for the dark side and he hates it. But they know in the Illuminati that they have to push the darkness, that to push the population, darkness on the population, even though he hates it, to push the good out the other end. Now, this to me is the most psychopathic justification for doing evil. You know, but I think they really believe this, the dark and the light. If they push the dark, then the light blooms on the other side in this bizarro way of thinking like, no, no, I, I killed your wife because, you know, you're too much of a wuss, you know, so you have to learn something. It's like, no, you're a serial killer. Um, but um, I always think about that. Like, you know, even when I'm sailing, there's wind and then you have the rudder and these two, these two forces push the boat in diagonal directions. But do you think that's how they're looking at it? And is there a... You know, well, the problem is, okay. Uh, yeah, I've, I've met, you know, these, um, what are the black sun types in, in Italy and whatever. And, and yeah, they say, they say, they show this black sun with light coming out, you know, and, and uh, they do believe this. Uh, but, you know, they're wrong. From an Asian perspective, yeah, the universe is dual. There's yin and yang. But... The yin contains a bit of the yang, and the yang contains a bit of the yin. It's like male and female. They work in harmony. It's not uh, 
absolute evil against absolute good, you know, and and uh, the problem with the West is that they have a group that uh, has gone way too far into the dark and, and lost the balance. And they opened some kind of negative anti-life portal that's been sucking life out of this planet. We've had biggest extinction crisis uh, since the dinosaurs were wiped out 65 million years ago. Uh, every country they control, uh, people don't want to have children. The families don't want to have, you know, they don't feel like it's safe. They're, they're sucking the life force out of us. And that's why they need to be dealt with at a very fundamental level. And that's happening. I know. Now, I mean, you know, well, get, get back to Carrie Cassidy, though, because you, you started there and then you, you drifted off. What did she say about me? What am I supposed to answer to? OK, well, let's skip ahead to 11. Um, so she and then I want to get back to six after. But um, she wrote this article entitled Ben Fulford attacking the Khazars analysis and why threats don't work. Uh, you were uh, explaining that you were threatening to nuke the psychos in Lake Geneva, Switzerland. And she goes, this won't work. And uh, Charlie, do you want to have this in front of you? You want to read this? I do. So this is what she said. While yeah. Russia and China may have reason to want to know about the bio labs the US has established worldwide and what experiments they are conducting, threats of nuclear war is not the solution and will go nowhere. The fact is that the bio labs, and these are only the surface ones, there are more clandestine versions underground in the dumps, uh, deep underground military bases, are working on two primary projects, weapons of mass depopulation destruction, targeted by bloodline and DNA, and genetically re-engineering the human body slash mind complex into a transhuman super soldier, aka robotic Superman, aka humanity 3.0. She goes on to write, it is naive and misleading for Fulford to turn this reality into a grandstanding challenge by the two powers along with a threat of nuclear war responding to you About. suggesting to nuke Lake Geneva. And then, oh wait, now I'll finish this last part off. She says, and what we need is a more in-depth understanding of what is going on and why. And this is centered on a race war that involves the various off-world racial lineage of the primary bloodlines of those respective countries. Now, I just want to say, you know, Albert Pike, he ran the KKK for white supremacy and also the Scottish right for white supremacy in 13 bloodlines. So, you know, that's what I, you know, that's what comes up when I hear this kind of stuff of off-world lineages going through secret societies to... I, look, I, I'm going to tell you, you know, whenever they talk about this space stuff and, and all you know, aliens and all that kind of thing, here's what I say, look. I know that I came from Ottawa, Canada on the planet Earth, you know, created by some sort of creator. I didn't, I didn't create it, you know, and I have to deal with what I actually see and experience in real life. So, you know, when I hear this stuff about uh, aliens and whatever, I don't see it in real life. It doesn't affect our what we can see. So I have to deal with, as a journalist, with things that actually exist. Now, as far as the nuclear threats are concerned, this is simply uh, the fact uh, it is true that three uh, 500 kiloton nuclear weapons have been put at my disposal by the Gnostic Illuminati. These were the ones that were stolen from the Russian submarine, the Kursk. But these threats are only in response to threats against, you know, to, you know, for example, Tokyo. It's like it's just the, the, the Mexican standoff type situation. 
if you you threaten to nuke us, we'll threaten to nuke you to, to try to take that whole thing off the table. But you have to sometimes, you know, pound the table and make this statement saying, hey, if you're going to try that, we're going to do this, you know, to keep things from escalating. You have to let them know it's not a one way street because they have been, you know, threatening to use earthquake weapons again. They've been threatening all sorts of stuff. Um, and they just need to be told, no, you're not going to threaten your way out of the situation this time. If you do that, we'll, we'll retaliate in kind. That's all it is. Look, I agree with Ben. You, you, we've got to prioritize the threat here. And it may may it be something extraterrestrial in nature that's behind the scenes. I, maybe. But but again, I, I'm unqualified to answer that. I don't know. I don't have the details on that. But what I what I do fully recognize is that there are some human beings on this planet right now that are doing some diabolical things. And they have some really devious plans for us that include removing as many of us from this planet as possible. So whether it's reptilian influences behind the scene or whatever, um, these are still the people that are going to ultimately push the plunger down, so to speak. So we need to prioritize them. I have no problem with the the threatening of these people either, because the, look, some sometimes psychopathic people only react, you know, they, they only live a certain way. You know, you have to deal with them the way they know how to deal with, with each other, which is threats of violence and all that stuff. They understand, they speak that language. You can't just try to you talk to them and say, oh, let's just come to some mutual understanding. Really? Now, I don't think that's going to work with this group. And by the way, I'm not interested in mutual understanding at this point. They've crossed the line. They've slated us for destruction. They think that they're going to get away with it, and we're on to them. So, look, we can either sit around debating about which puppet president we want to lead us into this, or we can come together as humanity and sort them out. Because as as divided as they've got us feeling, I get the I believe that if we were to remove that top section of society, this the predator class, and remove them and their power from this world that we're living in, I think a lot of that division would magically disappear. I think a lot of the frustration that we have with one another wouldn't matter as much anymore. Or we could, you know, we could go back to hating each other next month. But let's prioritize and and put the focus where it needs to be, which is on these people that are trying to run the world into some sort of neo-feudal digital enslavement camp. And and I I want nothing to do with that. I feel I also fear that it would be at a certain point, maybe irreversible, where you're inside this digital prison and you just can't get out anymore. So look, I think the time for us to to talk about this and, and, and to put action forward is now, not well, yeah. a couple there, of years there was, a, there was a Swiss study where they analyzed the boards of um, multinational corporations. And they found that, you know, one person sits on the board of multiple corporations. So they they found there's 700 people who control 90% of the world's transnational corporations. Their names have been identified. We know who they are. And uh, a lot of them, they, they, they're in this sort of hierarchy where they have to obey or be killed. So, you know, the higher up you go, it's like if you're fighting an octopus, you can either wrestle with one of the arms or you go straight for the head. And, and that's what we're trying to do. And at this point, like I say, I mean, the forensic trail has led to the actual Rothschild families, the Swiss branch, the French branch in this particular, not the, the British branch, I think, have, have turned around and, and uh, they, they want to do good. But we'll see. But the point is that 
they have been identified. It's the Habsburgs uh, and it's the Rockefellers. These are real people. They have the control through these foundations. Uh, and, you know, I did, I forensically showed that, you know, when I first got into this, when the Japanese were telling me that Rockefeller was their ruler, I said, what, you know, and then, and, yeah, if you follow Trail Foundations, they control the Fortune 500 companies. They control all the pharmaceutical companies. They, you know, they control the whole thing. And, and that's why we have to take action at that level. And, and you know, and when you're talking about Rockefellers, we're talking, okay, Hillary Clinton is a Rockefeller. Bill Clinton is a Rockefeller. Mark Zuckerberg is a Rockefeller. Um, John Podesta is a Rockefeller. Uh, also, getting back to that UFO space stuff, most of that has been traced to Lawrence Rockefeller, who's the father of John Podesta. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm talking specifics here. We have actionable intelligence, and it's time to do something. Wow. Um, we just had a coronation of King Charles, and it was, you know, I just wonder, like, the levels of nepotism. He killed his wife. And uh, and he's best friends with Savile, his brother's best friends with Epstein, and they do a four hour like, yay, God save the king ritual. It's just like, like uh, if this isn't all like a, a sideshow of lizards, I'm very confused because it just seems like. Uh, by the way, I went to um, the Hohenschwangau Castle and the Neuschwanstein Castle, and both of these Bavarian castles. I look at the ceiling full of lizards. I asked the tour guide, what's with the lizards? And she's like, oh, come over here in this other room. I go, what's with the lizards? Everyone's running interference for the lizards. I'm, I'm getting a little, I don't know. I, I wonder about this whole situation. The, the levels of nepotism, it's just like they have the divine right to rule because of bloodlines. And it's just like, I don't know. I see that Queen Elizabeth and King Charles is the head of the hydras as well with all these people. Well, you know, they are part of an ancient cultural system and, and they are, it is a kind of a, a multi-generational artificial intelligence that resides in multiple brains. Okay. Some, some kind of thought form. Again, I'm talking about forensically identifiable things, but I've heard that uh, they've already made funeral preparations for King Charles. I've also heard that the person that, that if you see the pictures, he doesn't actually have the scepter or the actual symbol. So there's an investigation going on. Uh, but it looks like either Charles is being blackmailed and compromised over the murder of Diana or he's dead and, and the, they're using some kind of substitute lookalike to try to take over that institution. And I've heard that, you know, investigations are taking place and, and preparations have been made for Charles' funeral. Uh, we'll see. But I believe that, uh, you know, at a deep level, a lot of people in the British monarchy really do believe they want to do the greatest good for the greatest number. And as long as they symbolize unity and they obey the people, maybe that institute, I don't know. It's up to the British people to decide whether or not that institution should continue. But right now they support it. And I think the point is to make sure it becomes a force for the good uh, and that they come clean about the dark side of their history and make it public and then ask for We'll see. I mean, it's up to the people, but they do need to come out, tell the truth, and then uh, let the people judge them. The biggest perpetrators are always like, we need rule of law. We need rule of law. They own the judges. We need rule of law. It's like, you killed your wife. Shut up. I was, um, I was just doing an episode uh, earlier today, speaking of Rockefellers and everything, on, on the Trilateral Commission. And there's a... Uh, and they're talking about how they, one of the things, one of their three guiding principles was establishing the and maintaining the rule of law. And I was like, 
Henry Kissinger is one of your members, and you're going to talk to me about the rule of law, the guy that says the illegal we do to immediately, the unconstitutional takes a little bit longer. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, I mean, it's law for the for the sheeple, not for them. You know, I, I completely agree. They're such hypocrites, you know, this whole rule based rules based world order. Yeah. We rule, you know, and and we order, and that's what they're really talking about. And and the whole world is saying, no, nah, we're sick and tired of you. You've been in, you know, never mind the fact that you're psychopaths. Uh, you're to totally incompetent at running the planet. You're running this whole thing into the ground. You're 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 wiping out life. You're impoverishing most of humanity. You're stealing from everybody. You, you know, your time is over. You have to step aside or be removed. So you think that the whole operation of like, hey, look at the lizards, that's so that they don't look at them. It's like, no, 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 it's yeah. the lizards. No, they made me do it. Okay. I didn't want to do it. Yeah, like, okay, for example, you know, let's talk about David Icke. He he he, he talks about how the um, central banks are owned by these, you know, aristocratic bloodlines like the, you know, Queen Elizabeth and the Rockefellers and stuff, right? And that's something you can prove with mountains of evidence, any court of law, right? But then he says, but on top of them are these lizards, okay? And what's his proof? Oh, some lady in South Africa told me, you know, extraordinary claims require extraordinary proof. To me, it's a kind of disinformation where you take real information and then you stick something crazy onto it to make people not believe both. And, you know, okay, I'll believe the lizards when I see them, but right now, we got to deal with the actual humans uh, who we can see and and where there's actionable intelligence. I think it's all a huge disinformation campaign to try to, you know, uh, like, again, when I got blacklisted in Japan for starting to write about this stuff and they tried to bankrupt me, the only people who would give me money were these UFO types. It's an, and it's clear as an attempt to say, hey, all oh, that Fulford used to be a good financial journalist. Now he's become a UFO wacko, you know. Uh, they try to take real information associated with crazy stuff to make people not believe it. That's my understanding of that stuff. You've said a couple of salacious things I don't want to have slip by. You said that you have um, you were given uh, the at your disposal these nuclear uh, codes or whatever to to saber rattle back. Now, um, uh, this is kind of gets at the heart of what Kerry Cassidy was talking about, where. Um, it seems like, you know, uh, look, I'm a comedian, I'm an uncle, I'm a screenwriter, I'm a podcaster, I'm very many different things. Ben, you're a, you're a White Dragon Society representative, uh, uh, a, a, you run an informal intelligence uh, kind of information network, um, you uh, are a, a journalist foremost, but then you run, like, how did you, how did the mud, water get muddy it's not muddy. Uh, look, here's here's what happened. Okay, going way back, I realized Japan was sitting on seven trillion dollars that they had earned from exporting TVs and cars and stuff to the rest of the world. So I said, "Oh, hey, well, we can use that seven trillion dollars to end poverty and stop environmental destruction, all sorts of good things." And I started trying to convince the Japanese to, to, to do that with their money, and then she started telling me we can't because we're prisoners. Uh, and then I found these people coming to try to kill me. And then all these other groups came out in my support, including the Gnostic Illuminati. Okay, these are the people who gave me these the access to these nukes. They they claimed that they started the, they were against bloodline rule and that they started the French, Russian and American revolutions and that they were gonna start a world revolution. I'm, I, don't, I don't say these people are good guys. I say they're more like gray, but uh, 
they came out of the woodwork and all sorts of people came out of the woodwork. It's not like I asked for it. I just kind of got found myself. I, I, you know, I, I poked the wrong thing. I, I started asking about all this, you know, who controls all this money. And that's how I got involved. I had no choice. I either, you know, dump, jump further in or, or get killed. But uh, I'm the type of guy, if I see an earthworm in trouble, I'll go to, out of my way to help it. Okay. I'm not going to go around killing people for no good reason, but I need to have the ability to threaten back if they threaten. And they have, they, they say they're going to destroy Tokyo. I don't know how many times. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, I'm, I'm not ever going to use these weapons, but they need to be aware that, you know, they cannot just start uh, one way nuclear terror anymore. That's not going to happen. Um, you said on your blog uh, that we got, uh, the NSA sent Kerry Cassidy to speak with me. Is Carrie Cassidy with the NSA? I mean, she seems like she's with these UFO types in there. Uh, I look, you know. when, I, when I first got involved in this stuff and this Asian secret societies offered me help, uh, she flew over to Japan with her then husband. I don't know what the situation is there uh, to interview me. And they had enough money to fly to Japan to see me and to take a hotel room. And they told me at the time they were NSA. I don't know anymore. I haven't talked to her much since. And I, you know, I don't do this deep space nine stuff because it's just not relevant to my daily life. Okay. All right. Well, there's a, there's an audio clip I want to play. This is Carrie Cassidy summing, summing it up. So she just says the Ukraine is all ET agenda. I don't know if that's true. You know, sorry, the audio quality is bad there. I should have ripped it. But um, the Ukraine is a project by what I call the Kazarian Mafia. And if you look at the Ukrainian symbol, it's the, the same symbol used by the Khazar kingdom of 1000 AD or something. And these were, you know, uh, human herders. They were slave traders. They killed people and impersonated them. And they wanted to create a world capital. They, they, there's all these the Russian FSBs telling me all these Chabad types were building a giant synagogue in the Ukraine. And they wanted to kick out the Ukrainians because they wanted to build a new Kazarian homeland. This is about uh, a tribal group that was trying to enslave the rest of humanity. And, and they're forensically identified. These are real people. These aren't, uh, you know, UFO types. These aren't aliens. These are human beings. Um, now, I know I hear stuff about their fallen angels and um maybe but but again uh you know i'm a journalist i deal with stuff that uh i can prove in a court of law if i get sued you know and, and uh and deal with the real world and the real world we're talking about this uh kazarian group they're also known as the ashkenazi jews although and i have this blood myself i would say 90 percent of the jews are more I, I like okay let's put it this way my research shows that the 16 million jews only about a million of them are actual Satan worshippers in on this project to enslave humanity. Most of them, like me, we never even read the Bible or the test or the Old Testament or the uh, I never even heard of the Talmud, you know, growing up. And that's true of most Jews. But there is this ethnic group, what I call the Kazarian Mafia, that was trying to create this turn this planet into a giant animal farm run by them. And the Ukraine is was their big push, and it's being destroyed. They've lost. Uh, it's over. They have been defeated. 
I mean, uh, Charlie Ward just said that too. And uh, all these guys say it's already over. We've won. It's just uh, Wiley Coyote running. He hasn't even looked down yet. Um, it, it's computer graphics and actors and, and TV BS at this point. But you'd be amazed how much uh, hypnosis is out there. So my, uh, I, you know, I watched Ole and 107 and Michael Jacko in a two hour podcast last night. It was very fascinating. I don't, I didn't like the Q stuff, but I didn't disagree with a lot of what Juan Osevin has said. He kind of has turned uh, turned me around on him. He's a very smart guy, but he's saying something that my buddy Eddie Bravo was saying is that like, what? How do you get people out of a trance that are in a trance? How do you shape people out of their trance? Like, what do you do? And like, do you like Greg Reese has all these great little seven minute videos that like Red Pill, you know, people. There's all these people out there that like. Um, like what if we sat everybody down and watched like the zeitgeist 911 movies or like how do you what do you do and it's like yeah. okay you know th there was a good example uh in japan uh during world war ii the japanese military government was putting out a, a line about you know the evil child killing americans and stuff right and then boom they lost the war and the head of the information department, everything got changed. And suddenly it was like, give me chocolate. Americans are our best friends. And for most people, what's going to happen is it's going to be, you know, they they want to survive. So they obey whoever's in power and they shut their minds. They, they've been, we've been basically uh, domesticated for thousands of years. And so the majority just go along with whoever's in power and, and try to, to keep themselves having their rice bowl filled every day and their family not killed. So for a lot of these people, it's only going to change when things change at the top and suddenly, you know, it's announced that the vaccine was a crime and that the people involved are going to jail. And it's until you see it uh, in actual power, then most people are just going to go along with whoever they see they think is in charge because it's a survival mechanism. Reminds me of the Yuri Bezmenov videos, interviews with G. Edward Griffin back in the late 70s, where he's talking about if you want to destroy a, a, a group of people, you could just bombard them with negativity and fear for 60 days straight and you break them to a point where if you know after that you can present them with contradictory information say well you know what we were telling you isn't really the case it actually was quite different it was wasn't as bad as we said look how great it is it's this this and this and and they they he said that those people are lost at that point they can't they can't get back they're broken and they're they're in some new you know paradigm where they can't comprehend that so i don't know i don't know if I mean, I see two two things happening simultaneously. It's to try and wake up the people that are currently in this fog. And then there's the second component, which is don't allow them to indoctrinate the next generation too, because these people, these kids are coming up right now, going through school here in America. It's a disaster well, between the education and the violence that's happening there. And the, everybody's, everybody's a hundred different genders and common core textbook, you know, three times four equals 11. And you get credit if you can just show your work, how you got it wrong and all these insane contradictory uh, thoughts that are being taught to kids like this is the next generation they're the ones that are coming in behind so not only do we have to take care of the the adults that are currently broken but we have to also simultaneously keep an eye out for the kids that are coming up and make sure that they don't get broken any further uh or you know if we allow this 
insane Marxist ideology that's happening here in, 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 in the West in general, but in America in particular, with regard to the schooling. Oh my God, we're going to lose a whole generation of kids to ridiculous thought, um, ridiculous Again, paradigms. Look, the evidence that there are white hats uh, working is the fact that we're able to carry out this show uh, and the NSA lets us do it. There are people who are aware of these problems. Um, and yeah, the, the entire educational system has been turned into uh, a dumbing down brainwashing tool by these you know elites who they want again they wanted to domesticate us enslave us turn us into uh i think henry kissinger at one of their meetings he said in the future it'll be as impossible for the average person to rebel against us as it is for a sheep to rebel against a farmer they've tried to purge this from the internet but i know he said that and uh that's why I believe that it's going to have to take place at the top. I started, you know, at street level and I soon realized it's going to be, it's going to take men with guns. It's going to take military types. It's going to take uh, agency types. It's going to take people who are willing to actually go in there and start, you know, uh, arresting and shooting people to put, bring this to an end. I don't see any other way at this point. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, I want to talk about, um, the, the blood drinking and, and the Satanism. I was watching some videos about Satanism and I, I really believe that the drinking of blood and the eating of flesh is, is, a, is to show number one, like dominance over your own species. Like if I can do this to my own species, then for my spiritual gain, but they also believe that they get um, like spirit guides in their head to whisper them secrets of the universe. But then when you have fetal tissue in the vaccines, they inject, they have people uh, subject themselves to the injection so that everybody gets this, this uh, eating babies in effigy by having them injected. Do you see what I'm saying? To relieve their, to, to break their spiritual protections. I really think that's what's going on with that. Like the, the motivation to have fetal tissue and vaccines. Uh, all I know is that the, the pharmaceutical industry and the medical industry uh, was subverted and uh by by the rockefellers and their foundations over a period of more than a century and basically western medicine is military medicine you have to obey orders or you lose your license you can't earn a living and they've taken over the top so you you know uh this is going to be a long a lot of work but uh i believe that this can be fixed okay it's like most people uh, who become doctors want to save lives, they want to do good. It's only the, at the very top. You see, the, the, the weakness of their whole structure is that it's highly concentrated at the top. And so you just got to pinpoint target there, and then everything underneath can be fixed. And I'm sure that's going to happen. So, for example, uh, from now on, we can change the medical system so that right now what happens is the sicker people get, the more money doctors make, the more money pharmaceutical companies make. So you get these evil people who deliberately, you know, spread cancers and, and, and sickness like disease so they can make money. Well, if we change the system so that the healthier people live, the longer they live, the more money doctors make, uh, then the whole industry can become good again. It, it's just a question of changing things at the top and then making it all transparent and then giving people the truth. And then we can fix this. I don't um, know about fetal tissue and vaccines and all that kind of stuff, but um, I do know that 
you know, they, they have figured out ways to make people more obedient and docile by altering their genes, and they can do that with vaccines. And I'm pretty sure that's what they tried with this vaccine to business. Uh, they're trying to make us more uh, obedient and uh, uh, more willing to accept pain and suffering and, and not do anything about it. Because uh, the Russians showed me they had uh, demonstrated they could uh, use a vaccine to change a rat to increase the amount of dopamine that they produced. So, for example, you know, no matter what happens, you feel good. Oh, look, they just killed my family. Oh, that's so great. You know, um, and that's what they've been trying to do. I'm pretty sure that's the case. They, they're trying to turn us into sheeple that, who could never escape. It was their last gasp and it failed. Uh, they didn't succeed because their big flaw was they did not control the military and the agency white hats. And that's what's going to save us. I'm sure of it. Interesting that in both cases where we're talking about the pharmaceutical industry and we're talking about education, both taken over and hijacked by the Rockefellers 100 plus years ago, and then used to create a new version of reality where the reinforce one another the medical schools you know you you have to go through the medical they were i mean they're evil of course but they were smart in how they did it approaching you know creating these boards and and making sure that everyone well, if you want to get certified or if you want to get peer reviewed you have to have this this and this and and all those things are contingent upon you saying the right things answering the right questions and therefore passing yeah, the yeah. class and receiving your degree and and you you there's no like you said um i think this is 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 real smart ben is that that we have to change the incentive structure because the way it's set up now is is completely backwards where you're where you're your pharmaceutical company and if you look at it like you're trying to sell widgets you go well how do we sell the most widgets it's not with a bunch of dead people and it's not with a bunch of healthy people it's with a bunch of people right in the middle they're just sick enough to need our product, but just healthy enough to stay alive and keep buying it over and over and over again. And so yeah, I mean, HIV is their ideal medicine. So you 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 get it. Uh, and and it's, there's evidence they created it. I mean, this is well known. But then you got to spend the rest of your life buying expensive drugs if you want to keep alive. That's their ideal, you know. And uh, that's why, yeah, they we need a thorough house cleaning. And, and it's the sooner, the better. Wow. And they're on they're on a subscription service like like Netflix. They'd love to have you sign up for the the monthly plan, you know, where they just they yeah. did just gonna get you on that program and they can count on that revenue. And then Wall Street likes that a lot better. Yeah, Robert Gallo accidentally on purpose said that he did it. So anyway, that guy he's interesting at looking up. Well, I let's end with this because talk about top of pyramids. Um, they're trying to full spectrum dominate you in multiple ways. So they they want to go into your DNA. It, oh, you, you found my crimes out? Let's change your DNA to put more crimes in. Um, you know, that's how they think. Um, and, you know, there's there's a light and a dark side to, to money. I always remember thinking like, wait, you pay the same money that you pay for food as rent, as tickets and, uh, you know, as like concert tickets. Like that's all money. That's all the same. And like, you know, there's also this, this thing, um, food stamps, which you can only buy on food and not on alcohol. So in that way, they can incentivize your behavior. But then we start, there's no way around that freedom goes away when it's like, well, my life sucks. I want that booze. So you know what I mean? But so, yeah, they, they eject you to make you happy while they take all your freedoms. Um, a guy who's got a lot of self-control is the Bank of International Settlements, uh, Augustine Carsons. 
Um, when I say he's got a lot of self-control, I mean, if he was a carny for a fat man, it would be a very suited. I mean, this guy, this guy's going to tell us how to, how, <laughs> how to incentivize it. But he said something very interesting here that's terrifying. And this is the head of the BIS, the fattest, most disgusting banker of, in the world. For example, who's using a $100 bill today? We don't know who is using a 1,000 peso bill today. Uh, a key difference in, with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability. And also, we will have the technology to enforce that. So we have the technology to enforce. Look, we can't just give out slave tokens, okay? We have to then control how the slaves yeah. use them. Yeah, no, they, their, their last big push was the central bank digital currencies where if you don't, and, and you have, you're have you given your mark of the beast number, and if you don't obey, you, you get cut off your food. The thing is, the reason why this is going to fail is because there's this thing out there known as reality. And that was made by the creator. I don't want to care if you want to call it God or nature. And they can't go against that. Okay. They can make these things. It's not going to stop people from exchanging, uh, you know, silver for uh, marijuana or something. They just can't do it. Okay. And, and more to the point is that the rest of the world, the people who actually control the physical oil, the gold, all that kind of stuff, they've said no to these people. And that's why they're going to lose. You watch and see. Uh, the BIS was founded with Asian gold uh, to pay nazi war reparations or sorry uh, german war reparations after world war one and the asians have cut off their gold they have made a move uh and now most of the world is joining them so these people are being cut off they're not going to succeed i guarantee you their mark of the beast digital currency plan has failed they are going to be brought down i guarantee it all right well then uh thanks for having me on Thanks, Ben. Uh, you can check him out at benfulford.net. My good buddy, Ben Fulford. I, had, I asked tough questions. He always answers them. I really appreciate uh, having this guy in my life. Um, also, Charlie Robinson, another big sweetie in, in my life. Uh, you can go, you can find out his stuff at theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com. He's got a podcast, Macroaggressions. He's got a podcast, uh, Union of the Unwanted, and another one that I always forget. Day zero. Uh, day zero. Um, anyway, you can find out me. I got a website called aircollarbach.com. This is episode uh, 361 of Highway Diary. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.